Well, good morning, and welcome to the Barbecue Show. Stunt and Jake, I'm Jake, that's Stunt. Hey, hey. Turn the quiet up. Did her haze just the post? Down. Yeah, you did. Nice. Uh, again, welcome to the Barbecue Show. The Barbecue Show is brought to you by... Your name here. Let's just say position is available if you'd like to sponsor the Barbecue Show. We would love to have you, so... Thanks for uh, joining us today. Uh, every Saturday from 11.30 to uh, 12, we talk a little bit about barbecuing, and we try to cover all the bases for you, give you a little uh, some tips, some tricks, some trade secrets, if you will, and a lot of times we just like to talk about grilling and barbecuing and smoking and, and uh, all things that are delicious just before we get to uh, lunchtime, which makes uh, perfect sense. So thanks, yeah. for, uh, thanks for joining us. Today we're going to talk about a couple different things. We're going to talk a little bit about wood uh, and using wood to uh, create smoke. That's kind of a no-brainer, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, when you say it like that. But <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's fire, too. Yeah, and where there's uh, smoke, there's deliciousness, usually. Uh, I was asked on my other show the other day, what's the most relaxing smell I can think of? Mm-hmm. First thing I came to mind, my barbecue. Yeah. When that smoker fires up and you get that first good whiff of smoke coming off that, nothing nice. better. There is, a, there is a, a, a smell, which is important because uh, you know, of all the things we talk about when it comes to barbecuing and smoking and grilling, Smell is part of the process. You know mm-hmm. that smell is uh, that smell is important. And as human beings, we use all of our senses to eat, not just our taste buds. Right. And so, uh, so smell is uh, is a really important part of it. So the smell should be good. You know what I love is the uh, the smell of uh, charcoal. Even just basic charcoal. Oh you know, yeah. Charcoal brick. They have that. There's that smell that is just uh, so heavenly. Way, way off topic, but uh, the smell of a good diesel engine. There you go. You hear that? You smell that fire up, and it's like, oh, somebody's got the truck running, going to work. And then coffee in the morning. Now, yes. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I don't know nothing about it at my house. But growing up, we always had coffee at my grandma's house, and we spent the weekends there when we were little. And nice. that smell is like synonymous in my head with a beautiful, sunshiny day. Yes, and yes. I just love that smell. Anyway, that's not barbecue, but you might have a cup of Joe while you're cooking. So I've been told. I read in a survey somewhere. This is years ago that uh, of like a thousand men surveyed. They said one of the uh, uh, one of the best aphrodisiacs from a smell standpoint is the smell of freshly baking bread. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like, uh, you know, I guess that, that does it In for that us. case, freshly <laughs> baking garlic bread. Set it up. Well, it's interesting you say that when we, because uh, when we talk about smell, one of the things, uh, and this is, I, w- I wish I could say this was my idea, but it's not. Uh, a friend of mine turned me on to this idea, is when you're at Sam's Club or someplace, uh, pick up a jug of uh, cheap garlic salt or okay. garlic or onion powder, or, and, and you can get it, you can get it relatively, and when you're grilling... And you're getting ready, just throw some of that on the fire. You sprinkle it right on the grill fire. <laughs> and what it does is like, bang, all of a sudden the, the entire patio smells like garlic, uh, you know, garlic and, and onion. And it's uh, okay for a dollar twenty nine. It's a, an amazing little hack. I don't think we're allowed to have campfires, right? Are we, are we in red flag area or not? Uh, I mean, I it's know. gotta be close either way. Based on the burning I did to my lawn with some fireworks the other night, I would say we are. <laughs> we <right>. should be. <laughs> uh, so that case in point, then I'm thinking about it now. Um, also, when we get when I get back to having a campfire. I'll put that. I'll sprinkle across the campfire some garlic. I there like the idea. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, it what just, do you do for your fire? Do you put those color changes in there? No, I no, put no, garlic no. salt in. What's it do? Smells like garlic. It makes, <laughs> makes me hungry. Er, what do you want? <laughs> it's a. It, it is delicious. There's no question about how uh, amazing it smells. Well, speaking of smells and uh, smoke, let's talk a little bit about uh, about wood today and uh, the difference because there's a lot of different options when it comes to smoking and using wood and natural woods or. Um, you know, pellets, 
different ways that you can go about it, even if you have a gas grill. You That's can right. smoke. Yeah, they have smoking tubes you can put on, or even the different apparatuses you can put on top of your grill, mm-hmm. uh, on a propane grill or whatever, to make sure it comes out with different flavors. So you can always do that, and a lot of those take on wood chips. So right. first, of course, you got the pellet grills that take on pellets. This is more for the wood chips and wood chunks, right? Right. So if you're doing a fire on an offset, you're going to have chunks, or you're going to have wood chips, and like electric smokers use wood chips a lot, where they have them send, the, my, my two electric smokers have them send in a box, sure. and a little firebox, or if you will, and it just gets hot, and it just smolders those 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 uh those chips i have a i have an apparatus like that for my gas grill it's a little uh, little cast iron deal with a lid right. on it and you just you fill it full of you fill it full of chips and uh, throw it on mm-hmm. works great so it's I, I love to be able to play with different smells like that because they do all add a little bit different flavor mm-hmm. wood chips are perfect by the way for short cooks and i actually use the wood chips on the on the uh, electric smoker for uh chex mix okay uh, when i make that and I, if i do in brisket they say the chips aren't as good, but I usually right. replace. I got the gloves. I get in there and I replace the checks, uh, the chips after okay. three hours. Well, no, get, I get fresh chips in there every three hours. So I'm six two. Does that mean I'm too tall for a short, a short smoke? smoke? Oh. <laughs> uh, sorry. So moving on, wood chunks are usually <laughs> a split up logs or whatever, and they're going to be good for longer smokes. And obviously, you're stocking or stacking. What? Are you, what? Not stocking. Um, stoking that stoking. fire. There, there we go. go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to cook, and that's for the briskets, the pork shoulder any wings and pork bellies or whatever you're cooking a little okay. bit longer term, you don't want to use wood chunks. Again, that depends on what you got for a smoker as well all around. Right. But right? I think in the, in the important point, I, you know, to, to boil it down to a simpler term so a guy like me can understand, the whole point of what you're getting at here is what you're cooking and smoking uh, will depend on how and the type of wood and, and smoke apparatuses you're going to use. Not mm-hmm. every, It's not a universal thing straight across the board. It, yeah, I would love to tell you this is the way you're going to do it, but it depends what you're using and what you're used to. Same thing goes with actually soaking. Some people talk talk about the wood chips, soaking the wood chips so they don't burn mm-hmm. up as quick. Right. Uh, it's, it's They're saying you can do that, but you don't have to do that. Right. It's going to be fine, especially for the wood chunks. It's going to take a while for that to burn through a chunk anyway, so you don't need to worry about soaking any wood chunks. All right. Now, choosing the right type of smoke for what you're doing or right type of wood to get the smoke you want is all kinds of different things. So how much do you use and all that depends on how long you're going to cook. Getting the fir- getting your fire going mm-hmm. and then getting it to be a clean fire, a clean smoke is what you're looking for. So it's not the white puffy smoke, but rather clear smoke is what you're looking for, right? Gotcha. So get the fire stoked, get it going, and then what kind of wood you're using is what kind of flavor you're going. An alder was a mild and a sweet flavor. Okay. Apple, I use a lot of apple, is mild and sweet, kind of a fruity flavor. Uh, they do suggest cherry, which I absolutely love using cherry. Cherry's good. Dude. Uh, that's great for pork, poultry, beef, lamb. Oh, everything. Okay, great. Okay, that's yeah, basically yeah. what so I'm saying. all the way across the board. Yeah, apple, they say, is only good for pork and uh, not beef, I guess is basically it. I never use apple on beef. Yeah, I, I, I think the thing is that the, the beef has a little different, uh, it's got a little different acidity to it as well as does the apple. And mm-hmm. I think that's just a, 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 a contrast, if you right. will, of acidity. And when you do the apple... Um, it's if you think about it, or at least I do. I'm usually spraying down the pork or the rib, the pork butter, or the ribs with apple cider vinegar right. uh, throughout the process. So it's keeping it moist with apple. So why not use apple wood? Right. right? Um, but for the cherry, I love using that for certain things. Uh, grape wood, which I've never used before, but it is an mm. option. That's more. I'm um, going to be a medium sweet flavor. Okay. Not as much of a. I guess it'll probably be a little fruity, they say, but not as much. Yeah. Hickory is the intense, smoky, spicy flavor. That's what you use on your beef, right? Hickory sure. is just kind of synonymous with that. Along with maple, it's more of a subtle smoke flavor. You're not going to get a thick flavor out of that. 
Mesquite is basically Texas. Is sure. that what you say? Yeah, it's pretty much all of Texas. <laughs> yeah. And so that's going to be a little bit more intense smoke flavor. Uh, it should be used if you really like a, a bold, smoky taste to it. You're going to have that mesquite in there, especially. Right. And they say it's good for beef and or pork. I'm going back up to hickory here quickly. That's good for beef and pork, but that flavor is not quite as intense as mesquite. I yeah. almost want to say, if that doesn't make any sense, probably, that's my difference between mesquite and hickory one's just really intense and the others and that's and that's the hit mesquite mesquite and, yeah. the, and hickory's just it's there but you can tell it's there but it's not as strong it's a it's a little it's a little bit of a, a lighter smoke it's yeah. like the it's like the light smoke to uh mes, the, the mesquite and mesquite is also going to be a much bolder you know heavier flavor mm-hmm. you're really going to notice that smoke in there um so that's a very good point that we should probably touch on also is uh is it possible to over smoke I don't think it is. Okay. It's in my opinion. I mean, that's what you're going for, right? Sure. Now I'm using a pellet smoker most of the time. Okay. And they are the pellets do not penetrate the meat as much, so you don't you're not going to oversmoke that, especially on a pellet grill. Uh, on the offset or whatever you might be using, there I think you could have an option of that. But is there is there such thing as having too much smoky flavored meat? Probably not. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Well, now I, the one thing that comes to mind though is if you have something that sits on there. I, this is my electric smoker. I left something sit too long, okay. and the smoke in the in this timer went off, and the smoker was done. So it had that kind of like cooling down smoke flavor. I don't uh, even know how to express it because I I, it just saying. tasted bitterish. Right. And so that's one thing. If you maybe get that when you get too much smoke, but I've never had that issue. A good way to think of it, if uh, you're not familiar with uh, with using smoke and using the wood, whether it's a pellet or a chip or a chunk, is uh, think of it a lot along the, something you touched on already is is coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is such a thing as over roasting your coffee beans. And uh, also coffee has a really brilliant coffee flavor when it's hot. But right. as soon as it cools down, it gets bitter and it loses it loses a lot of that luster. And that's the key there is to get that meat off while you're while still... While the smoke is still peak there. Now, there's there's a different smoke smell when it starts to cool down a little bit, in my opinion. Right. But, it's it's the same way when you're cooking with charcoal. You always think of it as you're, you're putting your meat onto the charcoal as the charcoal's coming up, not after it's already up at... at peak right. and starting to come back down because that's when you're you know you're already getting behind it so you want to have that kind of peak off in there so yeah we can, we can tie it all together <laughs> for you if i wanted to it's a um, brilliant <laughs> there's a few other wood options quick i'm just kind of okay. going down this list and for so sure. there's an oak which is a more of an earthy flavor to it yeah um it's good for everything pretty much peach gets that fruity smell a lot of people love that for pork and chicken yeah um and then this one i love actually throwing uh i usually my had my um that smoke bullet, whatever mm-hmm. you call it, the water bullet one, I throw chunks of pecan in there with apple. Oh, nice, I love nice. that. And pecan has a little bit of a nutty flavor to it, but it's really rich. And I love that flavor, actually. Yeah. And then on this list, I have never even heard of this wood, but I probably should. Sassafras is a real wood? Sassafras. It's where they, it's at the uh, sassafras root is what they make root beer out of. Oh, I suppose. That's why it's called root beer, because it comes from the well, root. No, of I, the I got that part. I just... I knew a sassafras would have been. I just never even thought of it. I would have never thought that. to uh, use it for smoking either. So uh, you alluded to this when you talked about the uh, the the apple and the uh, the almond or the pecan um, mixing smokes, different you, kinds for sure. Absolutely. Um, if you're that's one thing you got to play with a little bit. But if you read some recipes, of like, all right, you're gonna put in you're gonna put in some apple in some pecan or whatever your choices are. Um, I've definitely done numerous times um, a bold mix of pellets. Okay. And now once again, I'm doing my pellet smoker here. But you get bags, uh, the bags you get for pellets 
take our one flavor or you can get the competition blend or the bold blend and each brand have each like Traeger has their own and uh, Green Mountain and Pit Boss all have their own which are also blends that are right. just different things. I think there's a Texas blend and stuff which has that mesquite and hickory flavors in there. Okay. Um so you but you that's something you can play around with. So I usually do um especially when I'm smoking pizzas, I love the cherry, the little extra sweetness in that pizza. Nice. So I'll throw um whatever competition blend ever I got one I just gotta throw in there. That's like the one I'm just gonna cook grill on almost. Okay. Put that in there and then cherry to give you a little bit more flavor always. And that's something you just play with. That's what's kind of fun to do and see what works best. So, you, and and you really hit it on the head there. Experiment, 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 mm-hmm. and uh, and find what you like. Now, uh, we we need to go to a break, but before we do, uh, just kind of put a little bow on our wood competi- or our wood conversation, I should say. Um, buy your d- d- buy your wood. Uh, you know, for smoking, you, I know you can buy as you mentioned with the pellets, especially. You can go to grilling specialty places and mm-hmm. buy sm- you know wood for smoking. Uh, can I go down and just cut a cherry tree down in my backyard, or uh, you know? If go it's to my local wood, cabinet shop. And, uh, <laughs> I would not be using anything that's been, um, at least going to your cabinet shop. Anything that's been, uh, what's the word I'm looking for there? Not manufactured, but um, processed. Right. I don't think you want anything. There might be chemicals in that. You don't know what you're going to pick up. Exactly. And you don't want that coming across on your food. Yeah. So I'd avoid that. Um, as for the tree, if you got an offset smoker, you want to give it a shot, go for it. <laughs> I've always kind of been curious about that because I always use the chunks of wood. I mean, sure. 100%, I have used the chunks of wood that you bought in a bag, which does kind of stink that you're doing it on an outdoor fire. You don't want to buy wood out of a bag to put on your outdoor fire, but I, then I know what's going in there. Right. Uh, they do call it a, sti- a stick burner for a reason, though. So if you find some sticks to get the fire going and you get the you get the fire to the right spot where it's then uh, smoldering or smoking with just the um, with your chunks of wood in there to give mm-hmm. it the flavor, and you got it going. There you go. I guess I mean, that's, was that a good advancer, I guess. Yeah, that was that was, I think that summed it up. That kind of uh okay <laughs> and the and the idea. Don't cut here down is, your neighbor's tree. Yeah, dude, don't. Got, you know, George George Washington cut down a cherry tree once, I think. Because <laughs> he had a brisket to smoke. Yeah, he was like, I gotta smoke this brisket, Dad. <laughs> uh so the point is here is don't be afraid of smoke. Um, you don't always have to go with the, uh, and I know people who've done this, uh, and do this where they, uh, they cheat and they get to put, they get a cookie sheet or a little pie tin and you put some liquid smoke in there and let that cook, you know, while you can do that, but it's not nearly the same and it's not nearly as, I feel, as nice. I've used liquid smoke for sauces before. I feel mm-hmm. like that gets bitter in a hurry. It, it can be, uh, you gotta be careful with it. So, but our whole point is you, you want to take your time. You want to experiment and you want to have some fun with this. So we're going to, uh, we're going to take a quick break, uh, here on the barbecue show. When we come back, we've got a couple tips for you, uh, directly from the pros, the guys that do it for competition. And oh, these are going to be, like, Oh boy. Tips. Yeah. Yeah. Tips. <laughs> not that tip, not a try tip. Um, but we want to give you some, uh, some pointers, especially if you're just starting out and getting into doing bigger and better things and, and want to get to another level. We'll talk about that when we come back on the barbecue show. Don't go away. Turn the quiet up, turn the noise down. Welcome back to the Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. I'm Jake. That's Stunt. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Here we go. Uh, quiet up. We were talking about wood and different smokes and uh, different woods and uh, some of the effects that you can get and some of the flavor enhancing you can do with smoking wood. Uh, 
Yeah, I guess that's right. Smoking wood. Just yeah. inside. It's, it sounded awkward the way I said it. I don't know. Yeah. So um, we want to, uh, we've got time for, uh, as we wrap up the show today or this last segment, we want to talk about uh, a couple tips. I always like it, you know, when, you, when you're when you listening to a show or you're watching something, and I always like it when you can take something away from it. You can glean some knowledge and, and uh, something that you can actually use. So we want to, you know, we want to give you some worth and some value. Like it. so, it's worth pointing out that these are not our tips. So these might be even good. Yeah. Some of the... <laughs> Some of these are ours. Some of these we stole from some pros. Uh, we've got a kind of a combination. Some of them are fairly straightforward. Like, for example, uh, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the program, uh, but it's worth repeating and saying again. And number one is to prep and plan. Mm-hmm. Prep and plan. You want to make sure you've got all your stuff together and you've got everything ready. And if you, if you need a glaring example, you can stand on my patio some Sunday fun day and watch, and watch Jake sprint across the patio and into the house. <laughs> I grab, forgot something! Oh, run in there and run back. <laughs> and you're trying to, you know, messes up your whole pattern and your timing um and along with that uh prepping and planning and this kind of ties in nicely together especially if you're doing bigger meets is you need to plan and account for your rest time yeah Um, uh, a lot of folks will say especially if you're doing a brisket or something large like that um, most of the quote-unquote experts that i talk to and listen to and trust and believe say never ever ever touch a brisket with a knife until it's rested for at least an hour uh, some, oh, absolutely. Yeah, some guys prefer two, and you can even go a little bit longer. Uh, a good tip if you're doing big meat like that is a, a, a dry cooler, a cooler that's just uh, just completely dry, and you can put it in there so it'll, it, uh, it, it gradually kind of rests. Oh, yeah, I always have a up. cooler ready to go. I wrap it in, uh, in tinfoil, then wrap it in a towel, and then it goes in the cooler. Right. I don't have any uh, pipe. I should buy some paper, really, but I usually just use the tin foil, and, that works. and it sits in there for an hour and a half before I touch it. Yeah, and that's uh, that's important. Uh, another tip on here, and this is something that uh, even the pros will tell you, is uh, to make sure that your grill is clean. I know a lot of guys, like old school guys like me with the the Weber kettle, I always go, well, "Those are flavor crystals, man." They were, <laughs> but uh, and this is just a simple, and most people do this, but even if you're going to be cooking at a low temperature for a long period of time. Fire that thing up to max temp for a few minutes and let everything, if there is any bacteria or anything on your grill or on your grates or in the grill, that high heat will burn that off and uh, it will kill any uh, potential get people sick stuff yeah. <laughs> and yeah. make sure you clean it down and a little oil on the grates, uh, regardless if you're doing something hot and fast or if you're going to go low and slow, uh, to make sure you do that. Once you've got it on, uh, tip number three today is, uh, if you're looking, you're not cooking. <laughs> All right. It's a, it's got a nice alliteration. Just keep that in mind. If you're popping the lid up to look inside, my new gas grill has a, a glass a window. Front. Yeah, it's got a glass front so I can see inside, there you go. which is really nice. And so that's why I got the Wi-Fi so I can see the temp on my and the probe exactly. from the Wi-Fi. Exactly. So you want to remember, if you're looking, you're not cooking, keep that lid closed or, or it uh, it just causes problems. Um, we talk about thermometers a lot on this show, about the, the use of them, not using them. The key to a thermometer, if you're if you're using a digital thermometer, whether you're checking it with the, you know, with the thermometer or you're putting it in there and leaving it, that thermometer, especially with larger pieces of meat, is designed to get you about 90%. It, all you're trying to do is get close. Because, for example, a finished brisket, most people will tell you 202, 203 right, is right. kind of the temp you're shooting for. Once you're in that ballpark, then you want to use your thermometer as a probe and probe it into the meat so you get the right texture. Got so you. maybe you, when you get to that perfect texture and tenderness of where it's completely done, maybe you're actually at 208. 
Maybe you're at you know. But it's at the tenderness. One ninety nine, but you got to get it at that right tenderness. Right, you're looking so for you're, a, you're looking it. for a tenderness to the meat because the temperature, yeah, it's great, but that's still just the ballpark, like you said. Exactly, exactly. And uh, uh, another great tip is if you're using a probe, a thermometer as a probe to check for tenderness inside. Uh, one of the pros I like to listen to says, take a uh, a bowl of room temperature butter. And when you stick the probe into that butter, that's the texture and feel and resistance oh. you're looking for when you stick the probe into your brisket. So when you get that feeling and that tenderness, that is um, when you know that you're done. That sounds um, so good. Yeah. So uh, the other, I've got two more quick tips. Uh, number one is uh, seasoning. Most people will put a good rub on something mm-hmm. and they'll get that bark and then think it's seasoned. And it's not. Don't be afraid to season after you're done cooking it also. And, yes. and, and the key there and the way, only way you know is to taste. You have to oh, constantly no, be tasting. Oh, no, not taste it. Yeah, anything but that. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I would tell you, and this is the number one rule when it comes to uh, barbecuing, smoking, grilling, hanging out on your patio, however you're doing it, is you have to have fun. If you're not that's having a good fun, rule. If you're not having fun, then you're probably uh, not doing it We've right. We've talked about it before. Barbecue is forgiving. Right. So as long as you're having a good time, you're going to enjoy what you cook exactly. most of the time. So hopefully you can <laughs> use a couple of those tips. Listen, uh, thanks for joining us for the barbecue show today. We really appreciate it uh, for Stunt. Hey. Hey, and I'm Jake. <laughs> That's our, our big uh, fancy set, uh, send-off. Make sure you grill something, have fun, and fire that thing up. We'll see you back here for the barbecue show next weekend. Turn the quiet up. Turn the noise down. Let this old world just spin around.